Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The biggest lesson that I've learned, both in overcoming perfectionism and, you know, really facing fear, because anytime you go out on this entrepreneurial venture, taking these steps to create a company or a coaching program or anything that, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there doing it with great intention to share their knowledge. And I honestly believe that we go through the struggles in our lives to be able to come through them and then help other people. Hmm. But there's a lot of imposter syndrome that comes in there when you're like, oh, I know this, or really when you just learn to say, I'm speaking from my experience and realizing that you're going to be the messenger for somebody. The biggest thing I had to overcome was that fear of what other people think. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Crystal Laurie. This is Bucketless Careers. Wendy Jones, my guest today, founder of Be Better Media. She's a writer, podcaster, mother of four, and lifelong athlete, as well as mindfulness and wellness coach, guiding parents and young athletes to view sports as self-discovery journeys, not just pursuits of medals. Drawing from raising Division I athletes and a son on the autism spectrum, Wendy strives to bring calm, connection, and success to families, teams, and organizations. Wendy offers transformational courses like High Performance Zen, Go With the Flow, among others. And she comes from a business background as a third-generation farming family. Wendy also shares how she's navigated personal challenges to get to her bucketless career, pivoting after a tough divorce in 2016 that she says has made her a better version of herself, enabling her to redirect her career path and launch Be Better Media. All right, let's get started with Wendy's story. Hey, Wendy, welcome to Bucketless Careers, a podcast. Thanks so much for joining me and taking the time. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited to be here. What a great idea for a podcast. Thank you. I know you're a podcaster yourself, so that means a lot to me. Your transformations is really what we want to dig into, but also how you found something and crafted a gig that really lights you up. Tell me why what you're doing now, coaching with Be Better Life, really lights you up like no other gig in the past. Oh, man. It's been such a journey from perfection to purpose, I would say. (laughs) Really finding out what what lights me up is generational healing and learning and just empowering the next generation to be their best selves, which doesn't mean being perfect. It means understanding ourselves better. And I don't think we can teach them to do that if we're not doing that ourselves. That's a very good point. That word perfection <laughs> haunts me in my dreams. Yep. And I think you had said to me that you were a recovering perfectionist or still are. Yeah. Is that part of what, you know, that aspect of your personality, is that part of what drew you to this? You know, it's it's part of my personality that I didn't know was there for a very long time. And then as I started to write and uncover things, every time I would write about perfectionism in my blog, that would be a topic that would just light people like on fire. I mean, you get questions and you don't realize how much that concept of trying to make everything perfect or be perfect, which we all know isn't attainable, holds you back from being your, your best or you're, you know, optimizing your potential. And yet we're sitting there trying to do things right. But man, giving ourselves a little grace and backing off of that, it lights the way. Yeah. So powerful. And especially for people who would like to pivot in their career path, you know, looking for a reinvention or a second act. So let's talk about your transitions, what work you were involved in, 
before you found this, I found it interesting that you come from a business background as a third generation farming family, and you were also a stay-at-home mom for 15 years. So walk us through it a little bit. Yeah. Well, coming from that family business background, you know, it really blends a lot of life lessons and learning both through the business perspective and through, you know, learning how people get along and the things that we bring from family to business. And whether you're in a family business or you just learned from being in a family, we bring those patterns. I think they weave in and out of all facets of our life. So I learned a lot in family business and still am about how to work from our strengths and also realize where we're a little blind, where our weaknesses are and let that stuff be okay. But really learning how to communicate that there's an art to it. I've learned that through family business. Then I'm a mom of four. My kids are 23, 21, 18 and 16. So three of them in or out of college, one still at home. Parenting has honestly been my greatest life's journey. Oh, I hear you on that. Right. I mean, it's, it's and you look so young. I don't know what, <laughs> what you're doing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, well, of course. I mean, that is such a huge component. I think of your personality, like we said, but your character and what you're doing for the children and balancing what you're doing for yourself which I often talk about with my listeners, people who have taken a break, paused for parenting and come back and felt, wait a minute, there's just this part of my identity that's been dormant and finding the ability to transfer skills into something new. So 15 years of stay-at-home mom, what was the pivotal moment when you got back into the workforce? Well, unfortunately, and I hate to say at this point, I don't celebrate divorce, but I did go through a divorce and it can be a very pivotal moment in learning more about yourself and really figuring out how we can be healthier. So if, you know, I'm a very big proponent of the nuclear family. I love the concept of it, but if you find yourself in an unhealthy relationship, there is a moment there where you have to pivot, look at yourself, go, how did I get here? And that was really the moment that I started looking what I could do to change the patterns for my kids. I've always been a writer and a reflector. I took that into a blog called The Optimist Journal and just really looking at what are those patterns and how do we get to the places we get to in life? And that self-reflection has led me to so many interesting conversations. When you're talking about parenting, you know, there's a lot of experts I don't know how you can be an expert in parenting, but I do think we can all learn from each other. You know, kids are all so different and the ways we get to where we get to and just learning kind of the art and the science of it at the same time. So I'm really, I'm really hooked in and lit up by that. Talk to me about your focus in coaching, which is a noisy space, right? It is. Yes. I see a lot of fantastic coaches out there struggling to get noticed So tell me about how you're getting your message across, how you are using social media as a marketing tool. I know you have a podcast, which is an excellent way to brand yourself and and, and enjoy that journey along the way. But tell me about how you're getting noticed. I really draw from the well of being an athlete and also raising athletes. Sports and movement and yoga, all of these things have been really important to me in my developmental journey all the way through adulthood. Nice. And realizing how much self-awareness we gain by building confidence in that athletic space, which for me was a purpose-driven space. So for some kids, Mm -hmm. it might be music, it might be theater, but finding that thing. So for me, that was sports growing up. I, I think I got to a point in my life where I didn't feel like I had realized my full potential, but... I also love doing 
all I, I play all the sports that I played when I was 18. I'm still swimming. I'm still playing beach volleyball. You do. Yeah. And then I've raised athletes. Two of them became division one athletes. And I've Amazing. seen that journey of the ups and the downs, right? I mean, whether you're a recreational athlete, the things we learn through sports, if I could say what my niche market is, it's parents who are raising athletes. Right. It's a space right now. I mean, between the student mental health crisis the perfectionism, the pressure that parents put on their kids, sometimes unintentionally, because we have to draw from that place in us. I knew there was a space in me that was like, man, I wish I had done that. Or I wish I had known to push a little harder then, or I wish I'd had more self-confidence. Those are the places. But I was able to kind of step back and look at it for my own kids and, and let it be their journey. That's my most passionate point. Now I can talk parenting toddlers and the whole parenting journey at this point, I'm, I'm so passionate about. But those like parents of athletes are really where my heart is. That's actually a very timely place to be. I'm living that with teenagers and I have one who is a very competitive fencer. Cool. And I go to these competitions across the country and these are highly trained athletes. What you're describing of yourself and I see tears. I see intensity. I see how this is really so challenging for these kids and the parents who are so invested as well with nothing but good intentions for the most part. But I see where there is a need. So I I commend you for, for following your heart to that area. That's a great white space too. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Talk to me more about you yourself being a recovering people pleaser. How are you helping your clients with that? You said you didn't realize the toll it had taken on you over the years. I mean, a lot of your profile fits mine. So I find it fascinating and of course, useful and educational to hear how you've navigated things like that. And I'm sure listeners will align with that as well. Yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of recovering people pleasers out there. And I think it comes from way back in our upbringing, whatever role we played in our family, whatever was celebrated at a certain point. And it's, you know, it, it feels good to be useful. But I also see a lot of burnout and anxiety out there. And I think people pleasers hit a point of burnout. And I'm seeing it happen younger and younger. Because I think there's so much more coming in the 24-7 nature of life now. Man, there's just a lot of comparison when that that amps up a people pleaser. Yeah. You have to know how to dial it back and take care of yourself. And it's a hard thing to do. You know, it's a hard thing to retrain. You're not going to get it right all the time. But it's like finding that space to give yourself the grace 
to just be like, it's okay to sit back and take care of yourself because then you really can take care of other people in a way that's helpful to you, helpful to them, and much healthier for the long term. Like I really like to talk about sustainable high performance. There's a lot of, you know, in the sports world, there's a lot of talk about high performance, but what's sustainable? Okay. What is sustainable both on the court and in life, right? Because we're learning those lessons in both places. And that idea of sustainability is really hard when you're a a people pleaser because you really can't sustain it long term. Right. So how do you define a sustainable performance level? For me, a lot of it came through getting the right relationship with rest and recovery, because I think a lot of high performing people have a really hard time slowing down and then feeling like that's lazy and really understanding that rest and recovery is a huge part of finding that flow in our lives. It's a huge thing. So for me, that's one huge facet. I think journaling for self-awareness is another one that I really promote because I don't think we can uncover those deeper layers of our why behind our actions without writing it out or meditating. There's just a lot of ways to tap into that, but but writing's always been one of my favorites. Oh yeah. I really want my 15 year old to listen to this. And I also think what they're up against nowadays is to your point about 24 uh, seven social media screens and comparison. You know exactly what everyone else is doing. You know what everyone else is achieving, not to mention the people that you're training with side by side. If that person's going to be training five, six, seven days for five hours a day, shouldn't I be? So I think that's something we also are battling. Our youth is battling. And all of us too, even in adult life, if you're not in competitive sports, just the feeling of comparison with your competitors. Yeah. Talk to me about your biggest obstacle that you overcame and how. And if you have a story behind it too, that always helps to give us a more insight into how you got through it. Yeah. I think the biggest lesson that I've learned both in overcoming perfectionism and, you know, really facing fear. Because anytime you go out on this entrepreneurial venture, taking these steps to create a company or a coaching program or anything that, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there doing it with great intention to share their knowledge. And I honestly believe that we go through the struggles in our lives to be able to come through them and then help other people. Hmm. But there's a lot of imposter syndrome that comes in there when you're like, oh, I know this. Or really when you just learn to say, I'm speaking from my experience and realizing that you're going to be the messenger for somebody. The biggest thing I had to overcome was that fear of what other people think. And is anybody listening to what I have to say? Does anyone care? And I see, I think (laughs) on some level, I knew that because I know in my day-to-day, I always go back to my day-to-day conversations. And I found my way into this space because I found myself talking to lots of parents and having people call me during club tryouts or, hey, I had my kids having a problem with this coach. And I was like, I really enjoy these conversations. And that it flows. It feels right to me that the wisdom that I've come by. And then I look at my kids, I've had coaches say like, how did you raise your kid? I'm like, you know, intentional parenting is not perfect parenting. Like we screw things up all the time. Of course. So that space of saying, this is what I've learned. I don't claim to be an expert, but I do have a track record for helping kids really understand who they are and keep growing towards that space. Right. And like you said, you've had a lot of conversations with people naturally, organically. You have the track record. I think people connect to that kind of authenticity. Yeah. Well, and that's... once you find that, yeah, once you can actually zero in on that, you're golden. So we do like to try to get to this 
part of the podcast where we talk about professional purpose. Do you believe it exists? And how do you find it? That's a very easy question, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, how many hours have you and I both spent thinking about that, right? And and yeah. really learning how to... Because yeah. when you, you talked about my challenge, and I that it just came to me even clearer, is really focusing in on who you're talking to. When I just came to you and said, I'm really talking to parents of athletes, you have that feeling and you're like, well, I don't want to lose... I mean, my third kid is a theater kid and I love watching her. So I don't want to lose those parents. And I love the parenting conversation, but I really had to come down to the fact that, you know, this is where my deepest knowledge is. This is where my greatest wisdom is. So let me share in this space. And that can be scary because you feel like you don't want to lose out on some other conversation. Fair. Yeah. Where you could be helpful. So that's also been a challenge to me. And that, that idea of professional purpose goes into that too. Sure. So any takeaways based on your journey for our listeners? You know, what do you think they should focus on? You have a blog. You were able to transfer that. It was an overlap for a while and then it grew and it expanded. There are side hustles out there that can be monetized at a certain point. So what do you say to those people if you're having a coffee with a mom like that or or just a guy? You know, it's it's not a particular profile. It's just helping them pull the trigger. What should they be focused on? I think it's really paying attention to the things that really light you up the most and not thinking that they're insignificant or Mm. not connected, right? I mean, every time I would talk to an athlete or I would talk to a parent or I would talk to a coach, I'm, I'm noticing, wow, that is a conversation I really love to have. And then also for me, getting over that perspective that, oh, I was never a professional athlete. I was cut from my college volleyball team because I had an ankle injury and I was so far behind when I got there that the second I was injured, I was out. And look what how, how easily that can happen. Look at Aaron Rodgers or the Jets, like so it, exactly quickly in that moment. So you were feeling that you didn't have the gravitas to yes, advise people, but right. that's not true. It's not because the thing is, I still get up every morning from my own intrinsic motivation for my joy of movement to go to yoga to get in the pool, to go out and play volleyball. And the joy I get from that, a lot of, you know, you you have to pivot and look, man, there are people that have gone through massive amounts of burnout because they push so hard so fast. So we all kind of have a story that gets us to the point where we have gained this wisdom. Just learning how to apply that to whatever area lights you up will create your audience. Absolutely. And people that you can connect with. I completely agree. I keep finding myself nodding. So (laughs) I find this all resonates very strongly with me. And I think the same is true, I'm sure, of this listener community. So speaking of which, we want to send them to check you out. It's BeBetter.life, the site where people can come to engage. Yes. Build community through coaching. Tell me what they can find there. Coaching courses, products to make your life better. We have a really great course that I'd love to highlight for athletes right now. It's called Go With The Flow. It's for female athletes, and it's really understanding how to optimize your performance through nutrition and movement based on your hormones. Like, Oh, that's very cool. I don't think that that has been talked about enough in female sports. It's amazing to me that it hasn't. Very accurate. Yeah. So come check us out. It's BeBetter.life for a growing community that just wants to help raise good athletes, but even better humans. Oh, so much good stuff here. Wendy Jones, thank you so much for taking the time. Really enjoyed this. Yeah, absolutely. 
You're listening to Bucket List Careers. I'm Crystal Laurie, your host. Thanks, as always, for joining me. We'll be back on Thursday with a brand new episode exploring another career transformation towards professional purpose. In the meantime, be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.